Waouh, salope. Nouvelle EP, vie rapide. 9 à Evry, les pyramides. Le papillon dans la putain de chrysalide. Sur Boscapé. Défense tard le soir, je me nique les poumons, la rate le foie Je suis dans la te bois, je vois mes ennemis en face de moi Chinois, arabe, renois, y'a un tas de groupies qui chialent de joie J'ai mis ma cape de soie, j'ai la même montre que le pape noir So, Aves, how are you, bro? I'm good, man, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, happy new year Thank you, happy new year to you as well, man Happy new year to both of you Yes, and you and yourself as well, man <laughs> What did you do for to celebrate the new year? Uh, nothing actually, just went to meet with family. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's it actually, just met family, had a dinner, and yeah, called it a day. Nothing fancy? Nothing too fancy, no. All right. I've seen that you, you shared something on Instagram about, um, you know, your quote-unquote mentor, the French, the French trader. I don't know oh, Hamdi, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been one year now? Yes, exactly, one year, yeah. And I feel like you've you really been hurt by, by this. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, he was the first person to actually get me, you know, previously I was introduced to like ICT leaked content and stuff like that, you know, just yeah. floating about Telegram. Yeah. And I still was never confident enough to actually implement it onto a real, a live account. Always, you know, just practicing on demo because back then I was actually doing uh, like normal, you know, I wouldn't want to say anything bad, but like shitty retail concepts, you know, yeah. but I was the thing, the special thing about it was like I was making consistent money with it because I was I was using that method, you know, for such a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when I first started with SMC, especially from like Michael's, you know, uh, work and stuff like that, I was it was super new to me, brand new. So I wasn't very confident with it. And you know, the whole thing about being in between retail and then smart money was just messing with my mind. So Hamdi was the person to, you know, really clear that up psychologically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, when you were trading retail, you were already profitable? Oh yeah, consistent as well. Because, but it took me some time, of course, but because I was using it for so long, yeah, I became very comfortable, uh, you know, using retail methods, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, I think that, most profitable traders are actually trading retail. I, I would say so as well, yeah, because I think they're like more people exposed to retail, right? Yeah, I think so. So yeah. what, we can, what we can say is that to be profitable, you just need uh, to be strong in your mind, right? For sure. And I think the most important thing is the trading plan. You know, like you could, you could take anyone's mentorship. You know, I know, I, I mean, I, I would like to think I'm pretty well connected. Like I know so many people in, you know, pretty good mentorships and here and there, and you hear half of the students, they are profitable. They are doing their own thing, you know, making their own channels. You can see they're calling the signals, this and that. And then the other half of people, why is it like, you know, they're still struggling. I think the biggest thing is not just because of psychology, but you, they don't, they haven't made a trading plan for themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So like the first thing that I came up with, especially when I was doing retail was I found out that if I'm going to trade every single opportunity that there is in the market, I, I, I don't know about other people, but for me, when I tried doing that, I was losing more than I was winning. <laughs> and yeah, that messed money. Yeah. So when I came up with a trading plan, okay, maybe this, it could be something as small as 25 pips, 50 pips a week. It's, you know, a lot of people look down on it. I myself looked down on it before, but I came to realize that, wait a second, just because I started with 100 pip weeks doesn't mean, you know, I am necessarily more profitable than someone who is targeting 25 pips a week. You know, it's all about what is suiting for you. 
Um, and I think the biggest weakness for a lot of traders is just, you know, they learn something, okay, technical wise, and then they just go into the market and expect every time they see the pattern, enter, enter, enter. They're going to get burnt, man. They're really going to get burnt. That's true. Yeah. I think, I think, this, I think like you said, with the trade plan, you have, to, you have to have a plan and you have to stick to your plan. And regardless how you, um, other people, again, you know, when you look at other people and you see them constantly trading and they're constantly sending sending as we like to call them dick pics um, right. you just you never know what's behind the scene you never know you know they, they could literally send you their one winner of that that day exactly the 15 previous trades are gone and yeah. you know obviously me and matisse have been uh, known each other for a while now anyway and obviously i've seen the bad with him and i've definitely seen the good with him now right uh, trading um for me, is um, it's a way to describe it. It's it's not the be all and end all of my life. It's it's not what I that you know I don't need to do it. And and I think that's allowed me psychology wise to just sit back and go. Do you know what? I'm going to wait for my setup. And when it happens, it happens. I mean, I see your channel. I've seen. Um, I see your Telegram channel. I see right. your YouTube channel. See the videos, the content you put out. Oh, yeah, by the way, congrats on your, on your YouTube channel, bro. Oh, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, because uh, and what you bring, the value you bring is, first of all... It's exceptional. Yeah. Thank, and, you, thank you very much. Also, it's, it's exceptional. And, and you're not asking. You're not asking for anything. You're not pushing any, you're not pushing any ulterior motives. No. You're literally... No. But, but you're also not, what I would say is you're not hand-holding as well. You're making people watch it. You're making people study it. And, yeah. and you're letting them also find their their way because I I do believe that given at a content or a course mm. like you just said half the people will make it work half the people will not make it work and then they'll so most of the time they'll bad they'll bad mouth it I mean obviously I know me and Matisse have different very opinions on ICT yeah right no something something really funny happened when. Uh... I mean, I've, I've noticed something is that when you started your YouTube channel, right. there was a before and an after on Telegram. Before, I never heard someone talk about strong high, weak low. And now yeah. I swear, everybody that talks to me talks to me with those words. Strong <laughs> high, strong <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that the whole, you know, like, I mean, of course, all of this stuff, I, I have to be very honest with where I, you know, I'm getting the main context of it from is definitely from ICT. I mean, I don't know, other people may learn it from somewhere else and maybe profitable, cool, whatever. But I first learned about, you know, um, resting liquidity and buy stops and sell stops and, you know, how that is being used as a context to um, drive more probability to a certain OB, all from ICT, like his leaked content, his um, channel content, all of that stuff. But because I've spent time studying ICT content in my own way, in my own way to make it digestible for my own brain, I think that allowed me to like, you know what, let's just call that a strong high. But okay, that strong high is not just any high and low or, you know, strong low is not any high and low. It has to be responsible for certain things and it needs to have certain things on the approach basis. Just like how some people trade FVGs in line with OBs, for example, you know, as a bullish OB, you have yourself an FVG above, that's a confluence making that OB really strong or more strong than if it didn't have an FVG. So stuff like that, I was creating my own context where I didn't have to get confused with 101 things that were being thought. You know, and um, 
uh, yeah, I made it work for myself. And yeah, I come up with these random, a lot of people come up with random terminologies. Some people decide to sell an overpriced course because of it, but other people, sometimes they just want to share their knowledge based off of a very simplistic, you know, easy or not easy, but rather simple to understand and digest way. Because I think um, if you can make the, the teaching or studying process simpler, I think it's going to speed up and, 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 you know, speed up the process of you learning and ultimately implementing it on your real account much more efficiently than if you were to have uncondensed pools of knowledge, you know? Yeah. What do you think about that, Michael? No, as I said, when I was just talking about his channel, his YouTube channel, like I said, I like, the, I like his videos, you know, obviously um, there's only a few people who I actually give my time to because I, I, I just think that the whole market's um, covered in bullshit pretty much. Um, but there's a, there is only a few people I would literally allow my time for. And I watch your, I watch your content. I see how you do stuff. I try and break it down for my own knowledge. I mean, um, obviously I've been at this game trading wise for about six years now. Damn. Um, okay. I, I think the first two years is like I said, we use the term retail. So I was looking at things like, um, trend lines and break and retest and all those kind of, you know, uh, bear flags, all that stuff. And right. then also got introduced to ICT. Um, and I think the first couple of videos, my head just went like, hmm, okay, so yeah. this, this, this guy's just told me that everything I've been doing for two years is actually crap. But <laughs> once, you, once you break through, I think, his stuff, you can see there's an element of retail in it. Of course. Um, and it's just being clever with how you use that. You know, for me, things like a rejection block, I, I kind of refer to that as a poor man's head and shoulders. Because mm -hmm. it, it pretty much is. It's, it's, it's a poor, it's not the perfect retail's version of head and shoulders where it has to come down, go up, form a neckline. Mm -hmm. For me, a rejection block is like an ugly version of head and shoulders. Right. You know, um, a breaker. A breaker is technically a bit like a break and retest in my eyes, but we can refine it to make it so we don't have to have a 60, 70 pip stop loss on, exactly. a, on a retest. So, and I do agree with you, you know, with ICT, like I said, I like the guy. I think he can be arrogant. I think he can be... Um, over the top and and whatever it is i mean i do think he's got some mental issue going on like bipolar or something but he he he, he can be that but i can turn that side off from from him because all i want is his concepts yeah and i think you said it pretty well earlier on when people come into ict and and they shit on him basically I think they think they're going to be handheld and it's going to be right. If you do A, B, C, and D, you're going to get paid. A lot of people want plug and play strategies. Exactly. Yeah. And what I like with ICT and like me and Matisse, obviously, you know, over a year ago now, really, when it was doing all that back testing and stuff, the idea is you make your own model or your own trading plan using his concepts. That's how I see it. That's how... Uh, Matisse has obviously done it as well with his stuff. You make your own stuff. And I think once, especially for new people who are going to listen to this and come into it and first time they're going to be exposed to it, 
it's not plug and play. Yeah, not a lot of people. Yeah, not a lot of people can accept that. You know what I mean? No, they, they they're expecting this guy to go. Listen, let me hold your hand, little Jimmy. This is what we're gonna do, and it's not. It is literally you need to build on it. I mean, most people will use like let's just go through some of his models, uh, the buy model and the sell model. Most people use that, right. but in itself, because we have to have an up and a down, and then right. you add stuff into it. Like you know, I think. There's an element of model 10 in there, which obviously is part of Matisse's stuff. And then you have a bit of 11 and a bit of 12. You know, you, you, you're adding like Lego, you're building a block. And I think once you can do that, that's when that's when it changed for me anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I get what you're trying to say. You know, it's like people want plug and play, but what ICT and, and I would say any good educator gives you is, is the tool set. And for you to pick the tools that, you know, you can work well with uh and, and and that's the thing that i think that's what makes each trading model or each successful at least a smart money trader that utilizes uh ict's concepts uh honestly in my opinion extraordinary compared to a lot of other people who you know may may subscribe to the plug and play idea they may yeah. not have something that is just right for them you know what i mean yeah this is why i like your content as well you know, you, you, you teach it or you're not saying you teach it, but you explain it well enough. But there's also stuff there where people have to literally go onto their own charts because as I said, you can't just, I, I, I don't think even Matisse's course, you know, you can't just watch it and then go and do it. You've got to back test the shit out of it. For sure. That's what, that's what I brunch, by the way. Yeah. So say that again, sorry? I didn't hear you there. Uh, that's why I created the branch. Right. Yeah, because you, you need to you need to practice it. Yeah. But yeah, um, that, makes, that, that makes me think of something uh, about your video and how well explaining it is, uh, because obviously you, your English is really good. It's exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, you've been in an international school, I think. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, my entire high school actually has been in two international schools. Uh, yeah, it's been international, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, tell, tell us a bit about this and maybe I would help with your training psychology. I don't know, maybe help with, uh, with something. Just, how was it? How was high school? Yeah, I was cool. How I, was your childhood, uh, basically, Aves? Say that again? How was your childhood? Uh... I mean, I spent, I, I was born in the uh, capital of Malaysia and then moved over to a different state and spent like seven years there, I think, if I remember correctly, first seven years of my life there. And then uh, moved back over to the, yeah, back to where I was born and had myself preschool in the first, in my first international school. And then we moved over to my second uh, it wasn't really much. I mean, it was just normal high school. Uh, just, yeah, I don't really know what, I mean, you, you guys got to ask me questions, like, because I, I don't get what else to, to say about it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just high school. How did, you end, how did you end up in an international school compared to, I would probably imagine, most other children? Um, I would, I would say, I would like to thank the fact that I think my parents are more middle class. And so that allow and they are they are 
emphasis was always on good education. Now, that's not to say that the government schools here are trash or anything. No, it's not. It's just to say that they've spent a lot of time in an in um, a government school. And so for them, with their experience, they're thinking comparatively international and government, international school is going to give me a lot better quality of education, especially because we are in Malaysia. And I experienced, you know, a short time in a government school as well. And I can tell you firsthand experience, at least back then, um, the teachers, I wouldn't say are the most qualified um, to to oversee children in, in the sense, in for example, the sim simple grammatical aspect, for example, if I, in one of my, this was a very uh, frequent memory of mine when it was, it amused me, that's why. So I went to class one day, this was in preschool, mind you, and the teacher said to write something in our little journal, this was in a government school. And so what we, the, the, the starting of the sentence was something like, I will do da-da-da, something like that. Everyone wrote, I will do da-da-da. But to me, I was thinking, okay, I'll just shorten that and say, I'll do instead of I will. I was super young at that time. And I, I thought, yo, that's cool. I'm proud of myself. So I handed it in. And instead of saying, I will, I said, I'll. And when the teacher read it out, she sort of made fun of me and, and sort of said, like, there's no such word as this. And then she asked another student, this is in preschool, you know, when you're really molding the child's brain, you may argue. And she, she said, is there such a word as I'll? And that's not even how you pronounce it, first of all. And, and she said, no, there isn't. Go and erase it, write it back as I will. So I was thinking, wait, am I wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like double second guessing. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to follow her, do whatever. Um, and so my, my, a really close friend of mine moved from that same government school to an international school. It was quite, quite a distance away from my house. Actually, it was a big hassle for my parents to juggle me uh, you know, to and fro. But that's what happened. So my, that good friend of mine went to the international school and you know, their parents talked to mine and they said, hey, you know, the education here is really good. I can see a lot of improvements in my kid. Why don't you bring Avi over? And, and my parents say, you know what, we'll think about it. So after standard six, um, I moved over to that international school. So now they, they don't they don't call it standards anymore. They call it year seven, years, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a British uh, syllabus, as they say. So um, yeah, I moved over there. And my parents immediately in the first year, I wasn't, you know, I moved over year four. So you skip a year when you go from government school to international. So when I moved over from standard four from that government school to the international school, I skipped all the way up to year seven. Um, and so from there, my 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 parents in the first year could say, hey, you know, my child's English really improved. That was like the first thing that happened. And I would, I would attribute that to the fact that um, I was surrounded mainly by white people. Mm. So, you know, and, and they're coming right from Britain, the, the United Kingdom. And in fact, a lot of other countries in, in, in that, uh, the continent of Europe. And uh, Money, more money? Oh, uh, yeah, it, that fees were much higher. The fees were much higher. Uh, but my parents thought that um, it was worth it. And they, I mean, I've asked them, I mean, I think they've, they've been asked by the, uh, you know, by other people as well. Do you think it was worth, you know, sending your kid for international schooling? And they said, yeah, they, they, they wouldn't, you know, change it. So yeah, I guess, I guess it paid off. Now, your English is very good. You know, the time for obviously seeing your, heard the video, seeing the videos and you think thank to you, yourself. Thank you. No, it's, it's, it's probably better than some English people, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what, did, what do your parents, obviously, what do your parents think of what you do now? 
Um, they're, they're, they're fine with it. They're more so just uh, make sure I'm responsible with my finances, which I don't think I've done anything that made them doubt that. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, how would you say this? Uh, By the way, I don't, I, I don't, you say I, that again, sir? I've been mad at you that you, because I think you, you stopped your school right now because you're trading full time, I think. Uh, no, no, I, I did, I did my further education and then I, I, I'm pursuing this right now, especially I'm pursuing this alongside my very last year um, of my specialization in uni. So I've completed everything this is the very last, actually a couple of months and then I've graduated fully. Um, so I'm doing this alongside that and they can see that I'm balancing it out um, really well, or at least they, they say it's pretty, pretty well. And so they're, yeah, they're not, they're not mad at me, you know, doing this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's why you're trading higher time frame. Okay. Um, that's one reason I'll be honest with you, but I'm also just more of an intraday swing guy. I, I don't really, uh, I have nothing against people, of course, who trade lower time frames, but I just haven't found my edge in trading lower time frames when I compare it to trading intra. I love intra a lot. You know, compared to trading intra or swing, uh, I love swings because when it comes to swings, it's more of like I'm. You know, okay, let's say I've entered a, a gold buy at a certain point of interest, blah, blah. All right, I have my target. I know my target, but I know along the way that, you know, this one obstacle here, let's just say it's one obstacle. Okay, cool. So I'm entering the trade. I've break even at whatever, the, you know, the trading plan is. And the only other time I check my, my, my MT4 is when price is at that little obstacle level, you know, because if price reacts to that obstacle negatively, I'm most definitely going to take some profits. I'm not going to second guess, oh, what if I take some profits and then price shoots up in my direction? Anyway, I would have, nah, none of that. If price reacts from my obstacle, that's not a very good sign for me. Bam, I take my profits and I leave some remainders to run. For example, I may take 80%, maybe like I, I'm really not look, I'm really not liking the reaction. You know, it's yeah, all that stuff. I may take, for example, 80%. I leave 20% to run to my final target. So I don't have to sort of like, um, I'm not talking about intra, by the way. I'm talking about swings. I don't have to um, look at maybe two kill zones per day or check my trades, you know, a couple times a day. No, it's more of like maybe twice a day. I look at my phone for a couple seconds and then I'm like, oh no, price is fine. It's just reacting from this other preliminary level. It's fine. It, it, you know, I, I leave it at that and that's it. I go about my day. And, and yeah, I just, I just like the psychology that comes with um, a, a good quality trading plan for swinging. Yeah. Okay. And is this you? Is this you who've, who, who've decided this? Because I mean, the content behind my question is obviously I know, again, talking about ICT um, and I get obviously access to his live stuff when it happens, when he comes out of new stuff. And I, there was a definite change in a lot of um, ICT's um, lovers, as I Matisse sometimes like to call them as well. <laughs> Around about February, March, like this year, just gone, last year, sorry, 2021, uh, when ICT started bad-mouthing two free pip stop losses and telling everyone that... Um, it's not possible to continuously do. And I understand this. This is, again, people's misconception. He said, you cannot do it for a whole month successfully, which is completely understandable because you're going to get losses. But I notice a lot when, of... When I, I just need to understand that when he says successfully, does he mean, you know, 100% win? 100%, oh, okay, yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I, I don't yeah. think anyone can do that. No. no. Um, that. Are you sure that's what he means? 
Yeah, yeah, it was a hundred years. He basically because obviously he put up things. He said, "I'll, I'll wager a million dollars or whatever it was that some people can't do it." Because obviously, this is when I think again when people were on about WWE guys and stuff like that. And um, personally, I remember. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, because I, I remember it was a one hundred percent win rate thing because um, I had someone I know. Uh, I don't know if you know who this is. Eyes opening FX. Anyone? No. Eyes opening effects? No. Okay. Well, he is a trader that trades. Uh, I don't want to speak for him, but all I know is that he uses ICT concepts. And so he actually emailed Michael, if I'm not wrong, and posted a story about it on his Instagram. Um, I think it was last, yeah, early last year. And Michael said that, no, you need to do uh, something like one to two pip stop losses uh, for, you know, 30 days straight with a hundred percent win rate. And that was when he posted on social media and, you know, was like super shocked that that was the challenge. It wasn't like a, make sure you end up positive for a month. No, it was 100% win rate. <laughs> and yeah. So when, when I saw that, I was like, oof, that that's, that's definitely not possible because I know that people who are high velocity traders of ICT content, you know, they're having one-to-one R's. They're not having a hundred percent win rate. So no. how do you expect me to have a hundred percent win rate with my one, two pip stops? I was like, you know what? Let's just leave it. Let the man speak, you know? Exactly. It's not, it's, it's and again, I, I think this is where people have a, 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 a pre-agenda of just disliking the guy rather than just, but yeah, Context was 100%. But I, I noticed that there was a fair amount of... So I said, because he was telling people, listen, you don't need to be doing that. You you stick to your 20 pip stop losses. You aim for your 1R, your 2R. You know, 3R a day changes people's lives. 100% agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Changes people's lives. But I I am a short... I am a, a very low uh, stop loss trader. I do like you know anything. I'm comfortable with 2.5 pips. Um, I don't like it if it goes to five. And right. I'm a little bit squeaky bum if it's anything under one and a half pips. You know, I, I have a comfortable level where I'm thinking, do you know what? I can walk away, leave it. But I, I notice pretty similar to me as well when I'm trading small money on, for example, Euro USD. Yeah, two point five is sort of that sweet spot for me. Two point five, yeah, maybe com- three. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's comfortable. I'm happy. I think there's enough. There's a for me. There's enough root leg room to 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 be slightly. Let it go a little bit deep. I mean, I remember yeah, sure. talking a little, a little bit deep. Really, you're only talking three pips, but a little bit deep, and then move. But I know me and Matisse spoke about this. We noticed a lot of people, especially on social media, then start. They they literally changed part of their model. Thinking, <laughs> well, now now I've got to go to twenty pips, and these people have been literally quite successful with a low stop loss. So, <laughs> your with your trading. You said like you know you like sometimes you like to swing it or whatever it is. Did yeah. you, do you apart from obviously I know you've mentioned Hamadi and I know obviously uh, background behind that as well. Right. Did you ever change anything based off of uh, people what other people say? I think I have not. Ch- I know not. I for sure have not changed anything in my own trading plan. However. I will like to definitely admit that I have incorporated new, new ideas, new, you know, bits of testing. Um, after hearing someone say that's possible, I'm doing it. I, I test it out for sure. And a lot of times I've actually learned to like that little new idea and add it onto my trading plan and say, you know what, this actually makes sense. It's adding more efficiency and optimization. 
let's add it to my trading plan. And and yeah, I've definitely done that. Yeah, but that that that's growth. To me, that's growth, and I like that. That's because you you're not changing. You're not literally changing a whole will. You're just yeah, yeah, taking. But yeah. uh, I find it quite intriguing. Uh, intriguing and again i think this is where earlier on was very briefly speaking about people want to be spoon fed or literally um pick out of a box model do this and copy this i feel that a reason why possibly a lot of people i mean i we me and matisse both know a nigerian kiddie who obviously um who i personally believe should be very profitable by now and he's been possibly at this for about three or four years and um, he's still not there. And I think he's changed so many elements. Um, he's gone from one person to another person. Someone else has told him this person's good and this person. And I think if he actually just stuck at ICT or concepts of ICT, I think he would have already made it. But he, he literally has been... Um, if, I mean, we spent, what, about a weekend or two weekends right, helping him out downloading content once? Can you remember that, Matisse? Yeah, of course I remember. And then it was just, he kind of completely bypassed something, went on to some, and I just find it staggering. And these are the kind of people I think you eventually will end up walking away from this industry because... For sure. They feel this ain't working. This, And then they start going down the whole thing, this is a scam, this guy is a scam. You know, and, and I just... Yeah, it's not easy. I, I, because... I, I, I honestly think it's not, this is not an easy business to get into because it is time consuming and it is... Um, you've got to work at it. And I think this yeah. is where that 5% is where the 5% sit because they are, it's dedicated. You know? yeah. And, and I, I can see, I said to you, this is why I, I put yourself and one or two others who I think are worth watching and listening to. The rest, I think, make money from pushing content and they don't was... really do anything else. Yeah, I would, perhaps, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think the, the, the main thing is that a lot of people f- fail to realize that, okay, let's assume, because I can't just put a number on it like, oh, it's going to take you five years to be consistently profitable. It's going to take you three. No, I can't say that. But let's assume that a hypothetical person take, is going to take, no matter what, there's a set number three years before he, can, he or she can finally become consistently profitable. All right. If that person sticks to some kind of ICT model out of the many that he has, has thought, he sticks to he or she sticks to one ICT model. It's going to take that person, let's just hypothetically say, three years to become consistently profitable, super comfortable with it, and is able to, let's say, just even live off of it, right? What people fail to understand is that if you take some losses, you feel down about it, you go and switch to another strategy, no matter what strategy you switch to, no matter what you add or take away or whatever you do to what you've learned, it's still going to take you that three years. And every time you switch, it's going to take you three years from the time you start learning something new. You You're trade resetting it for, the clock. Right. You trade it for a little bit. Oh man, I took a loss. No, no, man. Let me go back again. Okay. Let me try. Oh, I got a win. Took a loss, took a loss, took a loss. Lo- losing streak for that week. Okay. You hit your, maybe, you know, you have your trading plan. This is something a lot of people don't have for some reason, you know, three losses in, in a row, for example, or, okay, I stopped trading, right? Or maybe it's a percentage that you lost from your account. Okay. I stopped trading. And then you feel so demoralized. You go and switch, you know, your, your strategy. And now it's going to take you another three years to learn that brand new, you know, um, 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 flow, if you will, from the, yeah. from the ground up. So the more you, but of course, but of course, I have to say, if you're learning it from 
an incorrect or an inaccurate source, then sure, I think you should probably switch to something that's more valid, you know? Um, but again, you, you never really know what's valid because for, that so many people I know personally, a lot of people I know personally that are making money from just normal YouTube retail support and resistance. How is that even happening? You know, it, it should not be happening, but it, but it is though, you know, but I think that the differentiating factor between those people and even some smart money traders that I don't know, by the way, I don't know these people, but like smart money traders that may have even joined Michael's mentorship and, and are still failing. The differentiating factor may be that trading plan, that psychology, that determination to say, yeah, my win rate may be a little bit low now, but I'm still going to make sure I respect my, my loss threshold, my weekly target, all of that good stuff. And I think that truly is that final piece to the puzzle to unlocking financial freedom with, with these different strategies. Do you, do you have a target on every week? hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, when I'm trading uh, gold, um, so what I trade, what I trade for on my compounding accounts, so compounding accounts, basically I use small um, account balances and I just do it. The reason I do it is more for capital buildup. And also um, I don't know if you guys have been keeping a little bit in touch with that 25 USD growth when I did it up to 600 US dollars. When I mm -hmm. did that, it was because I never got to show, not that I never got to, I never chose to show my lot size with my swing accounts. Reason being, I don't really want to show it. I'm just not comfortable with it. I don't see a reason to. So I said, you know what? Let me start the small account. I can show them my lot size. I can show them sometimes where I'm placing my stop losses, when I'm taking my profits, actually showing the profits in the account balance and all of that good stuff because I'm comfortable with it because it's a smaller you know, capital and good stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, on that account, for example, it's 200 pips a week, I only trade gold. And if I fall short by 100 pips, uh, but I don't see a solid setup, I'm completely ignoring the market for that week. Okay. Because, yeah, yeah. The fact that you have a target doesn't put any pressure on you. No, because if the, the reason I say that is because I only have one setup that I trade on that account, just one. It is not a high risk setup. It's not a reversal setup, none of that stuff. It is after uh, some may say, quote unquote, confirmation. Uh, that's a very vague and uh, you know word, but but a confirmation where I am confident in the trade. It is that one signature pattern that I've back tested over and over. And I can see that that one pattern out of, I think that four patterns roughly that I pay attention to, out of those four, that one pattern I have the highest win rate. And so I know if it's there, I'm for sure trading it. I don't care whether I win or lose. I'm for sure trading it. And I'm taking my profits here. If it hits my stop loss, I'm placing my stop loss here. Good stuff like that. But all these other little bit higher risk trades, et cetera, I take it on my bigger account because I can manage my percent risk better. But no, nah, man, coming back to your question, uh, I, I don't really feel the pressure at all about my weekly target. Yeah. yeah. Because I personally don't really, I don't really have um, a type, I, I mean, I know that I'm happy if I make more than 15% growth in a week, but I don't really. 50% profit is, is insane. 15. 15. Oh, 15. one five. That's still yeah. freaking insane. One five. Yeah, that's insane. It, 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 is, it is. I mean, again, no, this, this isn't about Matisse. It's about you today, but obviously spent time chatting to Matisse over the last couple of years. It is absolutely insane. 15%. It is ridiculous, yeah. you know. Um, pre pre COVID, my no, I just don't bother me because I said I, I'm like you, by the way, I do not like showing my lot sizes, and yeah, it's really weird because this comes down to one of my 
um, bad experiences of trading when I was first starting out. I signed up to IML, okay? Oh, okay. And I, yeah, and I got into that habit. And then I actually, personally, I don't care what anyone really thinks, but I, I do, I don't share them because I think, A, it's none of anyone's business. Um, I don't care what people think about me. I don't tell any personal lies. I can show my life if I ever want to show my life and it would shock a lot of people because I do all right. But the, the, the more input, important stuff about your trade is the setup, not your lot size. Yeah. Yeah, but what I sure. do always do for every single trade, win or lose every single trade, and this is where I find that I, I this is where I find I have the faith in people. Mm. I like to see the before and I like to see the after. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. that for me is validation. I don't want to see like we call them dick pics, but mm -hmm. I don't like to see the dick pic. I want to see yeah. you you show me before. Now again, I learn a lot of from people's befores because like i said you can hide it on a four-hour chart if you want to i will break that down for every single time frame to work out where and when you took that trade and why what did you see for what sure. did you understand and again yeah. that's part of learning anyone you know i have no ever i i have no intentions ever to teach anybody because i personally i think matisse is a genius because i think that takes patience to have people constantly um asking you things all the time i don't have that patience Right. I just yeah but I, I can't do that but anyone like personally some friends of mine you've asked me about it and i'll just show them stuff and i'll share just my pit my charts and i'll say this is why they ain't got a clue after time and again most of them probably think it's a pick out the box situation and it's like oh just tell me what to do <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what i mean um yeah by the way i know 15 percent is is incredible incredible that you see in real life that are traders are try, trying to be traders. I know that you have one friend like this. Do you have any other? Sorry, uh, can you repeat that again? Sorry? friends uh, in Malaysia that, that, that are trading? I mean, some of your close friends that see you making money trading and want to do the same thing? Uh, I mean, they've, they've acted interested, but, you know, based off of their questions... I can sort of see where their mind is at. You know, they haven't learned anything, but their mind is at, damn, you made that much or, you know. money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's very seldom that I, I think in this, in, in past year, 2021, keep forgetting we're in 2022 already, but 2021, I think I've maybe shared my profits on my swing account maybe twice. That's it. And that's just, you know, because I'm really proud of myself when I make some of these profits as well, when I, you know, hit new highs and stuff. I feel good. And then in that moment, I may, you know, share a little bit. And, when, you know, the, the only thing out of the entire 12 months in 2021 that those people have reacted to is, wow, you made that much money? And I'm like, that, that's not, yeah, you know, it's just the first thing is it's the money. And I'm like, that's not even, you know, how much I, I I could have made. This was just so yeah, it was a cool week. Sure, I'm comfortable with it. But if your mind is at the money when you first start out, I can't teach you how to make, you know, anything else because your mind's not on can you teach me how to trade though? You yeah. know, how what 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 would you what would you suggest to someone who's trying to start out in trading? Do you would you suggest yourself back when you first started? Would you say that this is something that you will want to introduce to somebody who has no idea? about the field do you think it's good for somebody to get introduced to trading when they have no idea in the field you know i think that's a very subjective question it really depends on the mindset because from the get-go i i actually for example right when i first got introduced to hamdi he was you know let me just say man um i'm not trying to name drop anyone or talk trash on anyone but a lot of these people who post these oh, one pip two pip stop losses and stuff like that a lot i'm not saying everyone but a lot of these people 
they don't have the authenticity to back them in the sense of I have never, me personally, my own eyes, I have never seen a before and after. And I'm not talking about, oh, with a you know, trading, trading view tool, two pips stop. No, none of that stuff. Call out a trade with a stop loss. Hamdi started out doing smart money concept signals. Five pips, seven pips stop losses. Now, when you look back, it's like, that's nothing. You know, that, that's, that's quite a lot. That's quite a big stop loss. But to understand his RR was 10, 15, 20, and he was calling it as a signal. It, you, you know, it begs the question, God damn. This guy's actually doing it for real. And let me tell you a little story. The first ever time when I found out that, you know, that I always, I always had it at the back of my mind that, you know, what Hamdi is, has to be a legit trader, right? But when, I, when that really got solidified was one day when he had an examination week. And so he said, guys, I'm going to be off the charts. And so we, okay, that's fine. You know, good luck with your exams and we'll see you next week. Exam came and went, next week came and arrived, and he hopped onto the chat and said, all right, guys, I'm looking at this for gold. I'm looking at this for GBP AUD. Two setups for the night. New York session hit. He, he showed the before and after, showing us the POI and stuff like that. And um, he says, these are the two areas I'm looking to. He was, I think it was a buy on gold and a short on GA. The buy on gold was an intraday trade for 1 to 13. It landed up after the fact. And the GA was a complete swing trade for 1 to 40, which was just like, it blew, it blew my mind because he, sure, it could be just a one-off thing, but he's done that multiple times. He's just, every time he wants to, he just posts a little bit of something in the chat. Shows, hey guys, this is what I'm looking at. And it freaking plays out though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, how did you, you mind blown because you could have a 40 pip stop, but this guy is having four, three, two 1.5 pip stops on EU. I'm like, how do you call that 1.5 pip stop out before the fact? Yeah. You know, I'm like, bro, so much respect for that guy because when I look at a lot of these other guys, I don't, I have never seen that, that, um, that proof. But with him, I'm like, in my mind at least, for sure, the one SMC trader I can say, put all my money down on the table and say, that guy can trade with small stops and show the, you know, proof before the fact. Uh, yeah, just just so much respect for anyone really who can you know show before and afters and actually execute it and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what we do in the brunch, right? Yeah, I see your trades, man. I'm I'm peeping your Telegram as well. Like you, sometimes you share the uh, Zoom links. Sometimes you 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 not the Zoom links. Uh, you share the before and afters, and I'm seeing it play out. I'm like, damn, GGs, well played, Matisse. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So again, going back to that thing, that's that that for me. That's my proof. I don't need to see you doing a 20 lot trade. I don't need to see you doing a 0.01 trade. Yeah. I need to see you doing a before and an after. Yeah. Then, then I'm interested. Yeah. In, that's in what actually you do why... and how you do it. Yeah. Apart because that's, that, I ain't got a clue. Yeah. Because that's actually why um, I think a couple of months ago, I actually got a couple of people every single week DMing me. Um, saying how I, you know, always pose dick pics, basically. And so I was like, okay, I, I took that up as a challenge when one person literally decided to send a gift that said fraud. I'm like, bro, I'm a slap that, you know what I mean? So I came <laughs> back the next week and I say, you know what? Every, every, ever so often during the span of each month, I'm going to put out coordinates for gold. And I didn't do it for EU because I'll be very honest and I'll admit this straight up on air. I am not as good on EU as I am with gold. And I think that's pretty natural with some people, you know? That's why you see people stick to certain pairs. But for me, yeah. gold is like my thing. You know yeah. what I mean? If you ask me to predict the markets or 
call out a trade beforehand on freaking CHFJPY, I'm going to tell you, you know what, man, you win that bet. I, I can't, I, I'm not sure whether I can do that so well. But if you ask me to do that on goal, I can do that all day, every day. And so I don't know if you guys have been peeping it. Like sometimes I'm posting, you know, NFP, Powell News is coming up during the New York session, which is nighttime for me in my country. And I'm posting the... Uh, coordinates for gold that I'm for sure, for sure looking at to sell. Price taps it and goes. And that's basically my way of saying, even though I, you know, I, I don't sell any mentorship, I don't do any kind of coaching or nothing, but that's my way of saying, guys, believe it. Stuff I'm doing is legit. You know what I'm trying to say? It's just to, just to make sure people don't, how do I say this? Um, misunderstand. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, and that's, that's the, on, on a regular basis, how many messages do you get a day asking people, asking you to teach them? <laughs> oh, to teach, yeah, it's it's quite mad. That That's actually, it's, it's yeah, quite a lot. Maybe per day, I don't know. Now it's like two or three ever since I changed my Telegram bio to say no mentorship, no coaching, no signals, and still a couple <laughs> of days ago, I literally added no signals to the end. A couple of days ago, someone... Hi, sir. How much for premium group? I'm like, man, you're not <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my gosh. So what I do nowadays with those messages, I completely ignore it. And I mean, no, because the thing is, I would not ignore it if you have some, some, something that, you know, is not self-explained. You're asking me for something which on my bio, when you click on my profile to message me, you see my, the first thing you see is my bio. And if you can't read that, I mean, I, I don't think we can go any further. So. <laughs> It's funny because I, I noticed on the tease, on the on the teases cookout today there was a guy you you messaged asking for um any New Year's Day deals or something and yeah, yeah. the teases went I've had a deal all December and you've not seen it and it's just like if you can't yeah. if you can't see that then surely you're just you're just not worth having a conversation with but yeah yeah for sure um what I want to know again obviously trading wise you said you know you've got your small compound account which you know sometimes you, you do put your lots out and again people need to understand with gold small lots on gold can give big returns For um sure. with the obviously i'm uk obviously even thesis is france french obviously with the monetary terms do you with your profitability do you obviously live well i know you said you've had a bit of a middle class upbringing but yeah. the money you profitable with, does that make you live a much better life in Malaysia? As in, what's it compared to? Obviously, you know, you can't literally, well, a pint of beer in this country is like easily five pounds and up. You know yeah, I, mean? I think that's that's roughly the same here, yeah. So it's quite dear still, is it, over there? Say that expensive. again? Is it expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. to live? It's, exp- it's, it's, it's the, the state that I live in is, is, you know, close to the capital. So yeah, it's, it is an expensive place to live in because this is in the heart of everything. You know, I'm, there's a hospital nearby. There's a, a bunch of shopping centers nearby. There's a whole bunch of stuff and I'm just living literally in the middle of it. So it's, 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 it is expensive living for sure. If, you know, comparatively to comparing myself to, uh, a couple of my other friends who are living on more of the outskirts of Malaysia, it's it's a lot cheaper there, you know, a lot more reasonable pricing. Um, but thanks to trading for sure, I have to say, ever since that consistent profitability started kicking in a couple of years back, it it really helped financially for sure. Yeah. Have you ever, ever been living in another in another country? In another country, no, never. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have that experience, no. Okay. Uh yeah, I I have a question about your YouTube channel. Yeah. So, first of all, why did you do this? And where do you want to 
go with this, with the, the YouTube channel? I mean, wh where are you heading to? For me, man, honestly, I started it because I never got any other opportunity to teach some people. You know, I, I obviously had a mentorship early 2021 or was it late 2020, something like, I think it was early 2021 or maybe middle. I can't remember. I had a mentorship, people joined and that was it. And when I closed it, people were saying, when's the next mentorship? So I was like, I don't really want to do a mentorship anymore. I kind of want to focus on optimizing my, my, my trading plan. And so because of that, a lot of people kept on asking, you know, at least, give me some kind of educational links. How do I do this? How do you view that? Because if I were to post my back test on TradingView, which I've done before, and I, sometimes I do, um, because nowadays I prefer posting on YouTube, but sometimes when I do post the back test, people are wondering, you know, simple things like, why are you looking at this high? Why not that high? So I say, you know what? Instead of start a whole mentorship, charge people. And, and of course, you know, it's, it's great to earn money. It feels fantastic to earn money. But at the same time, I'm like, I, th I think I'm pretty damn all right, just trading by myself. And now it's like, I definitely don't need your money. <laughs> you know, so when I, when I decided to start my YouTube channel, it was more of like, I'm sorry that, you know, you guys couldn't join my previous mentorship. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm not having a mentorship right now, but here, have this, you know? And, and so that's, that, that's me basically trying my best to give back to the community. Mm. And what about the passive income though? The passive income from, from what, sorry? Uh, it's a mentorship or something. Oh no no that I don't I don't charge anything for them. that mentorship is a what do you call it like a one time payment yeah you just pay I thought them basically very basic supply and demand I brought in a little bit of Wyckoffian concepts uh, brought in a little bit of uh, VSA trade very basic VSA trading um, and the 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 reason for that mentorship especially the the Wyckoffian part was basically a tribute to Hamdi uh, and because he was the first person to introduce me to those very intricate details of Wyckoff that a lot of people you know, overlook, not saying it's necessary. I mean, there's a lot of things in smart money that aren't necessary, but that was very powerful to me, um, especially when it came to the RR sector. Oof, bro. Wyckoff, I mean, you, you can do it obviously without Wyckoff, for sure. But for me, when it came to Wyckoff, it was sort of like a, a much simpler method for my brain to understand. But yeah, so I thought basic supply and demand, basic market structure, decision points, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it was a one-time payment, man. I, I'm taking nothing from that. The only income that I'm having right now um, is from my actual trading. I've very recently monetized my YouTube channel. I'm earning bits and pieces there, but it's something. Um, and I have a couple other, you know, businesses, like small businesses on the side, more, more hustles. I wouldn't say business. It's not a proper enterprise, but more of side hustles and, and you know, the side just yeah, doing yeah. it on the low. Yeah. You have other businesses in, uh, in Malaysia. Yeah. But, but it's not like a, you know, like a shop or something. It's more of like online, online stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like I actually, I, I again, I said, you know, I never, I never realized you actually did do a mentorship previously before. Right. I was always under the impression that you just said, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'll give out some free content for you guys, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, and to be honest, you monetizing your YouTube, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Again, yeah. I, I, I feel if, if people are going to, if you're going to get paid for people clicking your YouTube channel, then fair enough. Do you know I mean, you're not, you're not pushing it. You're not saying to them, listen, do this, do this. You know, no, no. Um, ICT again, a lot of conversations always go back to ICT, but ICT again, he showed very recently, I think a couple of months ago, obviously, because people were saying about his YouTube channel, or you make millions off your YouTube channel. And he showed it. He showed the back office. He showed all the analyze. And 
He literally makes about, I think it's $32,000 a year off of his YouTube. No ah, bro, the, the YouTube payments, I mean, for him, he's, he's getting a lot more views than I am. And you're saying 32,000, that's, that's, I mean, it's money, but let me be honest, that's really not as much as people may think. And no, similarly, you know, yeah, and, and that's, that's the thing, you know, people seem to have an issue with some of that stuff. I'm like, hey, man, I'm giving out free content. I'm not even selling a mentorship. I, I no. definitely do not have any plans to sell a mentorship, any kind of personal coaching, none of that stuff. And I mean, what's the harm in you clicking my video? You know, it's a little five second ad. You can always skip it and you get to enjoy the entire video, you know? And I get a couple cents to a dollar uh, off, off of a couple thousand uh, views. And it's nothing much, but it's something. For example, I'll give you an example right now. Okay, let me share a little bit more. Based off of my YouTube earnings, I, I you okay, Matisse especially, you know I love my chai, am I right? Yeah, I right. know that as well. I yeah, <laughs> I think everyone. <laughs> if anyone hears AKFX, it's synonymous with "I love chai." <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so recently, from the payments from YouTube, I've managed to just be able to buy chai purely based off of the YouTube earnings. And I, I, why not? That that seems like like luxury to me. Bro, you if know, bring value. You can get money from it, and nobody nobody can tell you anything. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. And I'm, you know, the, the, the nice thing is that I can sleep well at night knowing I'm not doing anybody wrong. I'm not, you know, trying to scam somebody or whatever nonsense. You're you not know. forcing anyone to click that button, are you? For that's sure, that's for the sure. main thing. You know, the main Bro, thing. I didn't even know you could make, I mean, I, I, I think I mean, I, I mean, my, my YouTube channel is so, uh, so bad that <laughs> I don't even know if I can make money out of it. You can yeah, advertise man. on it, can't you? You can have adverts on your YouTube channel. Yeah, so every time somebody clicks your video, they get an advert to watch, first of all, and then you got to obviously click that, um, skip it after five or six seconds, wherever it is. You know, you get paid for that. And right. again, ICT doesn't have adver- adverts on his YouTube channel. It's purely clicks. And like, again, people's perception, because let's be honest, most people, if they don't get it, they don't understand it, they don't learn it, it's always somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. And then um, they're gonna find every you know reason yeah, they're to gonna to find every reason to hate on validate someone's. your your work yeah yeah someone else's fault and and I just when he showed it he literally did he he done it live as well and he said this is what I hear enough and he said I think he says all right this doesn't even pay the maintenance on my properties yeah <laughs> that's the biggest flex <laughs> Do you know what I mean so <laughs> I yeah I mean I, I I'm I got the honest with you you do need to sort your YouTube out a little bit but yeah but bro it takes so much time I mean. I, I, I have I have a businesses now in France as well, and um, I mean my time. So the brunch takes a lot of time. Uh, trading, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, trading takes a lot of time. Uh, my family takes a lot of time, and the other business takes a lot of time as well. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm not good at YouTube, and I, I don't want to take the time and spend the energy to learn it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd rather pay someone to, to manage YouTube. Right. I mean, you know, you know me and my, I, I ain't got no social media. Telegram is my social media. I don't have any other accounts. I don't have Instagram. <laughs> I don't have, tele, uh, don't have Facebook. I don't have anything because I just, I, I can't see, for me, there's no use. There's no benefit. There's no use. And yeah, 90%, 95% of the time is full of idiots and propaganda crap. And, you know, it's just, yeah. I think Twitter is about the only thing I do kind of look at every now and then, but then you can choose what you choose and block. Um, 
Yeah, I do. I do enjoy. I it. have no idea how to use Twitter, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't use it. I just literally follow. I pretty much follow my football team. I pretty much right. my yeah. football team. Um, a few, a few funny kind of channels. I follow one person who I know who trades. Um, yeah. and that's more of a friend, not a guru or a mentor. Um, because right. he likes using Twitter and stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I think ICT was my main reason. I think once for, for actually getting Twitter, and then he come off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's yeah. I, I, you know, on your iPhone or if you got an iPhone, you can like look to see what what things you've been basically looking at. Your screen time, I think, is called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and pretty much mine says Telegram, uh, MT4, and BBC News Channel. That's pretty, <laughs> everything else is like minus one percent and stuff like that, but it's just those those three things. So, but yeah, Aves, aren't you aren't you a, a gamer? I thought you played uh, like Call of or something like a lot. Oh, I used to, man. Like in the middle of my university course, yeah, because I had a quite quite a big break in between. So yeah, I was playing. Yeah, a couple of games, you know, Apex Legends, Call of Duty, uh, some stuff, yeah. Um, but not on Twitch. <laughs> no, no, I didn't stream or anything like that. No. <laughs> it was just more of leisure, you know what I mean? Like, I come back, okay, I'm looking at the charts, it's a freaking boring day. All right, let's hop on the games for a bit, entertain, and then, you know, go ahead and do other stuff, yeah. Okay. Oh, what do you do at uni, by the way? Oh, at uni, I'm doing uh, computer science, specializing in cybersecurity. Okay. Yeah. But you know you're, you're not going to work in that field. Bro, I do not have any plans to work in that field. I'll be very <laughs> honest with you. Because I'll, I'll be very honest with you. If I had the opportunity to just completely stop right here, I'd be fine. I'd, I'd be perfectly cool with that. The thing, the reason I'm continuing is because my parents say, you know, it's important to have a safety net and a lot of people especially in the younger generation now they seem to overlook that i used to overlook that oh what bullshit safety net there should be no plan a you know your there should be no plan b your plan b should be your plan a but my question is like that off chance you know that some that it does not work out for that time if you have a it doesn't your safety net literally doesn't have to be a degree if you have the skill to work somewhere that could be your safety net build back up go back to your passion again you know what I mean? Because, I mean, yeah, it, 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 again, though, I have to say, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to live. I'm no one to tell anyone how to live. I'm just saying that's what I think would work for me. And I mean, I can balance it well. Why not? You know? No, no, no mate, that, is, that, that should be a life lesson to everyone. You know, I yeah. don't know whether you obviously heard my interview with Matisse. I think, um, obviously, my background is sport. And right. I got four degrees still. I had two, I got two, whilst playing sport, I still educated myself because uh, a career in sport, you, it can end anytime. Right. Um, what sport did you play? I played football. Football. Um, and it was a free, you know, the clubs, the clubs gave you education and I took it because you never know. It's a, yeah, yeah. it's a backup plan. You know, I yeah. have no intention of ever using them. You know, I'm retired now anyway, but you know, my, 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 my children, you know, and we're talking about st- uh, government schools. You know, I send my children to what over here, they're called state schools, um, right. government schools, state schools, because I refuse to send them to a private school. I've seen private schools mm-hmm. and I want my kids to talk like me. I don't want them to talk with a silver spoon in their mouth. 
and mm. part of the country we live in the UK we're in an affluent area and the normal teachers are good so my mm. kids are going to have the most normalist upbringing they possibly can and they're also going to get educated because they ain't living off the bank of daddy so for sure for sure that's the most important thing I think yeah. um my 13 year old boy he's <laughs> he trades a bit I got him into a little bit of trading and was talking about it on about basic concepts and Matisse knows this I literally back tested fibs um, and you can make money just off a basic 62% fib and that's all he does I believe that yeah yeah he does it I think it was at every 100 trades it was an 84% success rate of a 62% fib and that's insane it's insane <laughs> yeah it's 1.6 r a lot of people could take tips off of him yeah he literally trades london when he's on the bus going to school (laughs) (laughs) right and then and then at lunchtime in school he may have a look at before pre-new york (laughs) (laughs) while the other kids are playing clash of clans or whatever the hell they do these days he's over there looking at pre <laughs> that's crazy. That's 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 how it should be, man. I respect it's that. Just he only knows just fib, and I've got I've literally got him to stick to just fib only. And then also, you know, he's, he said he's thirteen, but he, you know, I will beat the boy if he does not get an education. You know, you can yeah, trade. Sure. Yeah, I've told him before. He needs a fallback plan. Hundred percent. So, um, but yeah, no, I I, I just said <laughs> that. Oh yeah, by the way, that that's funny because, um. So it's, it's training only fib, right? Just fib. That's crazy. And uh, you, Aves, mm-hmm. you, you have different um, like model. Like when you trade gold, you trade um, support and resistance. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah I do. Yeah. And when you trade like uh, for you, you, you trade SMC. Or... For sure, yeah. That, that's crazy to me because that means if you... Let's say you, you, you want to trade uh, crypto, you're going to have a, a new strategy? Uh, no. When I trade crypto, I trade the similar strategy to gold. Mm. Um, when I trade, because I, 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 if you ask me personally, I have had a way better win rate on Euro USD compared to GBP USD. And if you ask me why, I don't have the answer for it, at least not for now. Uh, but that's what I have observed. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just milk Euro USD as best as I can. Uh, but when it comes to crypto, the only crypto I've actually even tried trading actually is just BTC. That's it. I've never tried Ethereum. I've never tried any other thing when it comes to trading. No. Yeah. But with crypto, at least. Bitcoin trades. Bitcoin works very well with ICT concepts. I'm sure, yeah. Really well. Yeah. And that's with, like, Michael and I, we trade really, is, I mean, our model are pretty similar. But uh, I know that I'm better with GU and Michael is better with. Yeah, that's very true. You 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 do. Yeah, I I, I prefer EU to GU. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I know where it's going. I know what it's gonna do. Um, as in GU, every now and then it could just literally bitch slap you. <laughs> and I really don't understand. I mean, I don't have any reason to explain why I'm better with GU than with EU, and why you're better with EU than with GU. I think yeah. it comes down to being comfortable again. I think, you know, like I've asked ever gold. He knows gold. He literally can play with it like a puppet. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think... don't know because the weird feeling is like when I'm looking at gold, when I'm looking for, let's say, this this coming week or something, I'm looking at certain price levels. When I use that same 
method on, let's say, XAG USD, because I've never once back, well, I can't say never once, I've looked at it a couple of times, but I've never really extensively, you know, tried it out on a demo first or anything like that, or study the price action on XAG. I, it's like my brain sort of just, just, just gets a bit weird when looking at it. I could still trade it, but nowhere near the level of success as on gold. And I think it's not the strategy, but I think it is the amount of time spent understanding that pair, you know? Um, that can, can, you know, if you're back testing the price movements and behaviors of one pair, there's something I personally believe in, like, you know, different pairs have different behaviors. That's why some, you know, some people, they're killing it on EU and GU. But like I said before, if you ask them to go and trade something like gold or XAG or some random thing like Euro and OK, you know, they get completely messed up with it. It's, it's why it's just I don't know how to tell you besides I haven't spent enough time studying yeah. that specific pair, you know? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I still find it funny when I see people who suggest that because um, gold's going up, the EU's going to go up. And I just... Oh, no, no, no. I know. But, but you know exactly where I'm coming from that. I mean, people have these comparison charts. Like you mentioned earlier on gold and GA. <laughs> and there is, there is a comparison between gold and GA. You can Sometimes you can really clearly see that. But, um, yeah, when they think gold's going up and the EU's got to go up as well because they're both anti-dollar and you just think, oh, for God. There's something as well. And sometimes, uh, I mean, I play with it uh, with people, but uh, GXY traders. So let, they see that EU is going up, GXY is going down, so GU should go up. Yeah, yeah I've seen that as well. Yeah, which is not always true. And I, I like to, I like to, let's say, love when it does. I think that's why I choose EU over GU, by the way, because EU and Dixie are quite correlated, well, very correlated, really. Um, I don't see that same relationship with Dixie and GU. I think Pound, Pound is just an arrogant, <laughs> arrogant dick sometimes, do you know what I mean? I do feel Pound can be just... <laughs> do what it wants but so that's what yeah i do possibly that's why i am more eu than you because you don't you don't like looking at dixie at all yeah and i think that's they said that's that's where we all have our differences and that's where again we we could not literally turn around to someone and go this is this is your plan this is your model yeah because between the three of us we've all discussed very different things mm-hmm that we're all profitable. Yeah. And explaining that to somebody who's coming in, and like I said, like I said, people, if their first question is, well, how much money am I going to make? The conversation's over. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, the first question to me is, right, can you show me why, how that works and how it works? Yeah. For anything to do with money, because if money comes into it straight away, then far as I'm just thinking about the end goal, you know, um, going back to things like sport, most of the kids who, who would come into sport young, um, you know, they, they literally walked in the door thinking, right, I'm in there now, I'm going to make money. Not the fact that you, you actually got to work your ass off to get to the, the stage where you can get onto the pitch to make money. Because you know? you're going to get YTS for youth payment system, which is like about, I know, 60 some quid a week in this, this country until you're 18 at least or get given a pro contract. But it's all it's it, their false money, and and you know the percentage of children or kids who make make the grade, 
such a low grade. So edu- again, education. I took that up op- when that opportunity was offered to me. You, know, you take it. Take, take it. Well, you, you, you don't turn a gift horse down. Even if you're never going to touch a computer in your life, Alves. Well, you do, obviously, for trading. But <laughs> from a job point of view, it's there. No one can take that away from you. For sure, yeah. I agree no with No one can take that away from you. And, um, yeah, I, I want to ask you... I want to ask you, and I said, we kind of touched on a few people who are on, and I said, it's not a dig in anyone now, it's not a bad mouth in anyone, but we possibly all know most of the same names on being in possibly the same kind of groups. You know, there's, um, uh, people talk about this Rain guy. Now, I don't really know much about him. Do you know, do you ever follow his work? Is he Rain? Who you look, yeah, Reem. Reem. Oh, Reem FX. Uh, yeah. I don't know him personally. No, I've never spoken to him. I've I've checked his workout. Yeah, for sure. It's impressive to me. Yeah. Does he follow any? Does he look like somebody's model you, you've used before, or you follow, or do you think again? Like most people, I think everyone's pretty much majority like for like, because again, he uses small stop losses. Yeah, I've I've seen his entries from a showcase uh, of his. What's what's this new thing he is doing? A collaboration with WWE. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Uh, yeah, is it lit? It's called lit. Yeah, lit, lit or something like that. Yeah, when he did his little showcase, um, it did not look like anything I do because he's entering basically kind of turtle soup entries, or at least that's what it appears like. I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but um, when he does stuff like that, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not very fond of entries like that, or at least I'm not used to doing entries like that. So I can't really say it's similar. Um, but his previous, you know, um, intraday trades involving session timings and just normal, you know entries after stop hunts yeah that's pretty similar to i think what most smart money traders do yeah i think again i said most most people follow there is i never actually heard of hamadi before last year to be honest with you right um and i feel previously i may have missed out on some education before them but i never never heard of him and then once obviously what unfortunately what happened Mm-hmm. You know, I looked into him, and 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 everyone was just saying that the guy was exceptional. He was, yeah, insane. I think I think the reason I keep saying he was insane is not only because he's been a big part of my trading journey, but also because I could see it firsthand. You know, a trader, you know, using those kinds of small stops on a very high frequency up down. You know, in the market for interest and with the swing, he's he's holding that volume during the swing. I mean. That's something I've now only trying to, to really, really grasp, you know, the psychology of holding your position to logical targets on, especially when you're doing higher time frame trades. Um, you need to treat it like how you would be taking a lower time frame trade. It's the same liquidity points just on a bigger fractal. And he knew that way back then. And so yeah, it, it's I think it's more of the, the whole experience of you know seeing him do that before my very eyes. It really impressed me. Yeah. Is uh, to be honest, it is that's a psychology thing for me. I mean, again, me and Matisse spoke about holding volume. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hold personally, I'll hold a majority of my trade and let it go um, to target. And I know you mentioned previously about you know if you see a um, a point where you think that may struggle or may you know that's when I'll then scale out rather than most times if it hits five R, I'll take off you know maybe 50 60 percent and let it go on carry on I'll, I'll i'll wait 
for a point where I'm thinking to myself, right, that's given me some doubt. So then I'll take the volume. But yeah, I'm quite comfortable holding volume um, on trades. And I think it comes down to, again, I think it's where the advantage is with, with other children, or other children, other people. The majority of other people don't have big accounts. Right. The vast majority don't have big accounts. Yeah. And the vast majority are probably not even sticking to a proper risk management situation either. They're probably over uber leveraging like mad to try and yeah. again money, get rich quick, and stuff like that. So you can see what it allows you. And I mean the Matisse is level now. You know, he's happy. Yeah. Been happy for a while just to go, do you know what? That's that's my trade. Yeah. That's my plan, that's my trade. So I know I do. I feel personally, I, I feel all of us and a few others, you've gone through that effort. And again, if most other people in this industry take anything from this, if they listen to it, you've got to do the work. Yeah, definitely. Have There's no free the handouts work. in this game at all. No, not even not even paid handouts. You know, yeah. referring, to, referring to IML people again, you know, they literally keep you on that carrot. You know, you're going to learn this. You're going to never learn it. You know what I mean? I think that's one criticism I will have of ICT and Matisse will probably agree. He could probably deliver better the way he delivers stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you that's, know, especially as of recent, I've just learned to say, you know what, everyone has their flaws, you know, as much as I yeah. may you know, say I, I I disagree about this, that, and the third with ICT. I'm, I'm sure people listen to my videos and be like, no, nah, I don't think that's true. No, nah, I think he's being ignorant here. No, nah, I think he's yeah. wrong there. So, I mean, I think, especially now, I'm like, you know what, well, let's just take what I've really, what, you know, I, I've, I've really benefited from from him and say, you know what, thank you, Michael, for that. And yeah, be grateful for it. Because I mean, let's be honest, man, none of us are perfect, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. When you when you when you create a model uh, in trading, trading is so it's it's a free it's a free world. And yeah. when you create your own model, you you become um like the god of a new world. That's you. Yeah. Just of that thing that is your thing. No one's gonna take that from you. Yeah. Okay. That's your stuff. Your own stuff. Yeah. So how long did it take you to be profitable? Um, first year I was doing retail. Well, actually first year, how I got introduced to trading was, um, a friend of mine from high school. Uh, that, that was a person I trusted back then. Uh, similar situation to yours, Michael, by the way. Um, so when I first started out, I, I saw an Instagram story and, um, I saw this guy every single time he would post his trades, he would pro he would post his profits, you know, a couple, you know, a bunch of USD and stuff like that. And I, I would, I was one day I say, you know what, I'm going to ask him, bro, what's this about? So he said, Hey man, this is trading Forex. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. How, you know, like, can you tell me more about it? How can I, you know, learn this stuff? And so he said, okay, uh, come meet me at this Starbucks at this location. I was like, okay, cool. So one day I went over and it was this big group of people and, um, so, you know, they were talking to me about all these different indicators and stuff like that. Little, you know, cut the story, the, the, the long story short, uh, it was it was like a Malaysian ripoff IML. Let's just put it that way. IML is like a ripoff of a lot of other things. I'm not trying to get myself sued here, but yeah. And, and this is like a, 
uh, a different version of it basically where yeah. you go in you don't know how to trade you you don't know shit about trading and you basically earn money from recruiting your downlines the only people who i would say now uh, know how to trade in that in that group are the people who are really high up that pyramid scheme you know um, and so how they make money though is from sending signals to their downlines and then their downlines to the other downlines and that's basically how it just goes it's a massive thing um, so i got into that and lost I, i was i was lucky to to lose very little actually Com- compared to how much i've made uh it was i think it was a uh, $200 it was and so that was pretty big for me back then because my bank account was small four figures and so i was like damn okay how, and four figures in ringgit um and i lost 200 us dollars so i was quite a bit and i built it back up using retail of course but first um i learned some youtube stuff i remember when i went to college you know i was i i would literally stay up the previous night to study what you know study the lecture slides because they were all available online study the lecture slides for the following day i would go to class and i would already know most of the stuff that they were talking about i have my notebook my earphones and my phone and i was just listening right while taking notes of of some of these retail strategies and i took i think a solid year a full 12 months I, i would say at least before i finally said you know what let's go to a real account so i went to a real account on my um retail and it became so much easier because i was always treating that demo account like it was a real account i was acting out that anxiety of uh, placing my first trades i was i was you know i i guess you could say it was very i was very mature going into it because i knew that i needed to have some kind of a plan um to succeed i can't just go and be like let me watch 10 of these youtube videos by this dude another 10 by this other guy another 3 by this dude and just implement it when i see it happen i'm just going to trade it every single i know that's just not how it's going to work you know um and so yeah so yeah i think it took me a solid year on retail to be profitable based off of those techniques and even then i would say it was not optimized it was not efficient but it worked and i was getting profits for sure yeah Mm. It, it's been way longer for me <laughs> yeah. i think for smc actually it took me um it took me another year i think almost almost a full year again i have to thank humdi for this because he just came in like that you know into my life and just sped everything up i was like wow okay now i understand this oh that i didn't understand that before now i'm understanding it better and you know it, it really helped me especially in the um aspect of of the market's bias and stuff like that yeah i have to thank him for that for sure so what what would be your your advice for a new a new smc trader or, or basically any trader an advice for any trader um learn from the right person and to choose the right person you know um check out some of i wouldn't say testimonials from them but talk to some of their students um see their legitimacy i would say track and you know see whether they are good with posting their before and afters for example with ict he's not publicly posting his before and afters but if you go and check some of his weekly commentaries from you know his leaked content you can see wow that shit played out well and you know that's 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 a sign of obviously you know ict is a freaking fantastic trader but that that is a sign of any good trader you know to like what michael said before that before and after a lot of people say oh it's just a before and after anyone can do that but no they can't though you know that before and after really shows how thoroughly you understand the market 
And so, yeah, look, look for those signs. Someone who's, who's showing their befores and afters, not just sending dick pics. And um, besides that, once you have the right education from the right person, do not doubt the power of a trading plan because this is a trading plan is something I don't believe personally anyone can just give to you. You could say, hey man, I just trade 50 pips a week. That's it. That's, that's my target. If I hit that, I'm done. I'm out. But what if that doesn't really work for that person? Maybe that person is like Matisse and doesn't really have a weekly target. Who knows? Maybe that works for that person. You can't just say, oh, if you don't have a target, you're not going to be profitable. No, Matisse has you know, criteria like having a stop loss targets you know stuff like trading during certain time windows for better confluence and all those other reasons that is also a part of the trading plan but have that have that trading plan um and and that's that's my that's that i I guess you could say from a technical aspect and a psychological aspect that would be my advice yeah um for my obviously from my personal point of view did hamadi ever do any videos uh only for his private community i do not recall any kind of i i definitely am almost certain he has not had any youtube channels um and i have never seen a single video on his um public unscripted fx group but i have seen public call outs that was actually how i got you know kind of attracted to it and the the, the person who really introduced me to hamdi actually was uh but but no to answer your question now he, he doesn't do any videos but the person who actually introduced me to hamdi was um uh, he is a really good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me. His name is Zach. And I found him really funny. He was found him in, you know, you know, the Instagram, especially Matisse, you should know this, the Instagram page, the trading memes, you know, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I saw him in a comment section and he said something about this, uh, my friend Zach. And he said something about, oh, you know, trading is illegal in Malaysia. And I said, no, it's not illegal. It's not taxable, but it's, it's, it's not, you know, an illegal biz- business to conduct, you know, trading the for- Forex markets. And we went a little bit back and forth. And then we, we, we sort of agreed with each other on something and we followed each other. And from then on, he was uh, talking to me a little bit about um, the, the, some of these Malaysian retail concepts. And then he said, hey, there's this guy I know, Hamdi Zuka. He's crazy, man. He's having like a five pip, 2.5 pip stop. Or, you know, the back then seven pips was like crazy to me because I was using 20, 25 pip stops. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Pass me his, his ad, you know, his, his Instagram tag. I followed him. He, 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 bro, this is the, another sign, bro. I mean, I'm not telling people to undercharge, but I'm just telling you an, another bit of a sign for me. I asked Hamdi, hey man, I would like to um, learn from you. And he was basically what Hamdi was doing was signals as well as teaching the, you know, the, the sort of context behind the trades. And the price was uh, 59 or 55 Swiss francs, which is really, I would let, let's just put it very polite, very reasonable. Let's put it that way. It was not expensive. It was not, it was very affordable. And when I got in, I was like, my gosh, this guy is a monster. And, you know, he's teaching me as well, all for 60 Swiss, Swiss francs. And um, so, so yeah, that, that was the person who actually, the, the person now, let me put it straight. The person who introduced me to smart money concepts first was my boy, Zach. He was, I don't know, uh, Matisse, you definitely know him from my Instagram stories. The last time when I used to post it at Chati Papi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, he is the person I would never have known about smart money concepts in the way I did or been introduced to it in the way I did if it weren't for him. So I just want to, you know, give, give my, my, my credit there. Yeah. Shout out. All right. Um, so yeah, thank you, uh, Aves for this, uh, for this podcast. Uh, Thank you, man, for the opportunity. Yeah. It's been good talking to you. Yeah. Great talking to you guys as well, man.
Um, so before you go, before you go, I just I need you to do the Kaladi thing. Sure, Kaladi thing. Kaladi. <laughs> I Kaladi. Ah, Kaladi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> ah, Kaladi, what do you think you are doing? Now? There we go. <laughs> I still I talk to him. He, he, he's a very funny kid. I got yeah, he's, he's a chill guy, man. I spoke to him in Joshua in Joshua's uh child life. <laughs> By the way, shout out Joshua Gomede, man. Freaking monster that man is. But anyway, yeah, I text I met I was talking to him in Joshua's chat lab, man. <laughs> Just good vibes. Yeah. Um, By the way, yeah, the chat lab. Uh I don't I don't know what happened to the chat lab, but now it's not as funny as it was before. It's not as active, yeah. yeah. I think I think it was more active when people kept calling it the nut lab instead of yeah. a chart lab. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are good times. Man. Those are good times. All right. Anyway, um, yeah. Thank you again, bro. Uh, keep getting it. I really appreciate what you do. Uh, your work. I mean, I'm really admirative of everything you do. Everything you you write on your channel. Uh, the video you put on your YouTube. I mean, that's. Incredible value, uh, and and you you're so young, bro, and yet you're so smart. And thank aware. you very much. I appreciate. I mean, I wish you good luck. I, I'm, I'm obviously you said I've I followed you. Um, I've obviously me and Matisse have spoken previously about you. We've seen things you've done, and obviously it's a, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to obviously talk to you. I wish you well. I don't think you're. I don't think you're going to need it. I do wish you. No, well. I always, I, I, I'm always grateful for it. Thank you very yeah. much, and uh, I wish you guys the best as well. Thank you for this opportunity. Seriously, it was very fun sharing and talking to you guys for sure. Yeah, thank you, bro. See you. All right, man. see you, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to both of you. Yeah.